0: Eight wins, 37 goals, a Premier League classic. Welcome to Monday's edition of the Footy Social Club. My name's Christian, and as always, I'm joined by Matt, Gaz, Steve, and Ryan over in Sydney with me. Um, Steve, I believe your bet came in at the weekend, the ones we push out on the stories, mate, so congratulations with that. Um, I supposedly cursed Gaz's one in the final few minutes, but um, uh, I'm not sorry about that, Gaz. Just quickly, uh, a little bit of housekeeping. With it now being the international break, there will only be a Monday podcast. Um, We will return on the 24th of November to talk about the Premier League fixtures once the crappy internationals get out of the way. Um, Other than that, no real VAR drama. Maybe Endo could have been sent off for Liverpool, but maybe just for a podcast, we won't talk about referees, uh, Stockley Park, or anything just like that. Boys, let's kick off with... What was a Premier League classic? Chelsea 4, Manchester City 4, two late goals. Ryan, I'll come to you first, mate. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's a classic yesterday, wasn't it? Um, not not bad Very for watch considering he's, uh, he's a bit of a myth. He's turned them right round, <laughs> gives City a proper game, which it's one of those where you actually think maybe the league, the title race isn't over. It was good to watch. A team really go at City and see what they were made of. Um, some cracking goals, a bit of penalty drama. It was a really good game to watch. Great advert for the Prem.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fair play to Chelsea, Steve, when they went sort of 4-3 down with a few minutes to go. And, you know, I got a lot of stick last week when I was talking about Cole Palmer for England, especially as he can take a penalty. And here we go again, another penalty in the dying moments. And he... Well, he smashed it in the top corner, not only pressure with um, time against him, but also against his former club mate.
2: Yeah, he was really cool, wasn't he? Proper, proper cool, I thought, in that situation. And um, it wasn't just that, it was his all-round play, in fairness. He he, he looked really, really good again, really good. And I think he's, he's obviously, he obviously is a player, because you don't get to play at the level he is without being a player. But actually, he just looked, he just looked really good, really, really impressed with him.
0: Is he Chelsea's most important man now? I know you do love Jackson, and he scored again at the weekend. But is Cole Palmer making himself undroppable?
2: Um, I think he, I think he is. Um, I do think that um, Raheem Sterling has also come into that sort of mould with them, um, Chelsea. I mean, what Poch has done with him has been again really impressive. And um, and yeah, my man Jackson um, certainly picking up uh, picking up a bit of form now. I mean, he took his goal really really well. That was a chance. I felt that he would have probably missed perhaps a couple of three weeks ago. So, um, no, pleased for him, really, because at the end of the day, he did take a little bit of stick, particularly off some people on here. So
0: Yeah, yeah. He's only <laughs> yeah. <Isn't> he a <laughs> couple of goals behind Son now <laughs> as well, isn't he? Uh, and, and Son supposedly had an electric start to the season. Matt, it will obviously uh, please you to see the blue half of Manchester drop points, especially when United are so poor this season. And um, who I have regularly called a myth, has actually picked up some decent points this season against the so-called biggest sides in the Premier League. Draws against Arsenal, City, Liverpool and a win against the Spuds last week. Um, he's definitely turning a corner for Chelsea, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, we, we I know you
3: said he was a myth, which some of us agreed with, some of us didn't. But when you're when you bringing in that many players, that many young players as well, it does take time. We all we say that it takes time for them to gel. The thing with, with that game I found bizarre to be fair, was was kind of um, was Pep's tactics, the way he, I mean, he set them up really high, but he had kind of Rodri in the centre, kind of all on his own, trying to clean things up. So many gaps, and Chelsea just saw that constantly to be able to just move through. And Pep didn't really change that at any point. He he brought Grealish on to kind of slow things down a little bit, but Grealish then wasn't really in, in play. It was just a very bizarre strategy from Pep, one that you don't often see, especially against a Chelsea team that, that can be quite chaotic. Um it was baffling. But there were there were quite a few moments in that game. You know, Haaland's penalty, I don't think that should have been a penalty. Haaland as no. a goal scorer. Um if you watch his, I think it was his second goal. I think Haaland has now scored with pretty much every part of his body. That one was that one went in <laughs> off his ball sack, which is which is bloody impressive. <laughs> um, it was a great game, and to be honest, you know, on on the prediction pod on Friday, none of us predicted that. Every single one of us pretty much said City we're going to City we're going to annihilate them. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to go down as a as a classic. Um, and I, I, I saw a stat that that's the first time ever that a team has come back. There's been four equalising goals in a game. It's it's very very rare to see it. So yeah, it was good to watch.
0: I thought they were very good, Gaz, Chelsea. Yeah. Overall, yeah. I, I know you love Poch as well, but I thought Chelsea were very good in the game. On another day, might have. Might have won it. Did you see the animated Pochettino at half at full time? There,
4: yeah, yeah. Carl Walker saved him a bit there, I think. Um, You know, coming into the big bet, because yeah, he he was he was fuming at the ref. He just went, and then I thought, oh, oh, he's going to kick off here, proper RG style. And then all of a sudden, he, uh, you know, see Carl Walker, Carl Walker give him a hug, you know, ex Spurs and stuff. So he was all uh, a bit more calmed down, and I think he said in the interview after that he overreacted a little bit. So. But yeah, no, I was surprised at the game, mate. Really surprised. I I think we all put City to win quite comfortably. Um, But yeah, it was a good game and probably Chelsea's best game of the season.
0: Yeah, they were were pretty solid. Um, For those that haven't seen the Pochettino um, rant at full time, and uh, he thought that obviously Sterling might have broke through to score, do head over to our Instagram page at the Footy Social Club. Look on the reels. You'll see it there. It was posted today. Um, There is Pochettino seeing red mist at full-time. Um, credit to him, though. Chelsea are looking far, far better. I promise moving forward, I will no longer call him a myth until he loses <laughs> to a side outside of the top six. Um, Ryan, quick one for you. Obviously, Manchester City, look, probably still favourites to win the Champions League, definitely favourites to win the Premier League this year. It looks a different City side. A lot of pundits talking about them running away with the league, yet. That yes, they are still top. They haven't been great this season. Could it be a case that there will be more drop points for them this year? More than hope. usual, maybe.
1: I don't know, because they normally start slow. I think we are forgetting, and it's something that we all probably forgot on Friday. Potts has got previous getting getting results against Pep. He did it in the Champions League with Spurs. This isn't the first time that he's managed to to turn them over and rip, rip City apart. Normally, it's around November, December, where City go on a crazy 12-game winning run. They drew away at Chelsea. It's not a it's not a horrific result. We need to look at it in context. They scored four. How many times do they score four and not win a game? Defensively, I, I agree. You have yeah. made the point about them being very open. It's just weird tactics. But maybe the weather played a part, or maybe just Chelsea played, played well, and sometimes you've got to give them credit where it's due, and they'll move on.
0: Steve, I thought Chelsea's midfield three were exceptional on the day kind gallagher you know linked with moves away in the summers is, is almost as important as cole palmer in that chelsea side these days
2: yeah i owe him a little bit of an apology actually in fairness because earlier in the season i was a little bit on him as far as he wasn't up to it and wasn't up to the standard but he has actually come really in the last sort of probably three or four games where they've started to really motor he again has started to be a bit of a important cog in that. Um, in that midfield um, overall I just think I just think that Chelsea like like Matt has mentioned they, they just had to try and build it from nothing I mean apparently Poch was talking about that in his interview yesterday where he just literally started from scratch they had such a poor season last year such a poor season and actually had to try and do something that was different to the norm and I think that him trying to get his ways in it was never going to be the first sort of five, six games a season. If they want to have a project and a proper project, this is the way to do it, and this is the way to build it, in my opinion.
4: Well, he definitely did something other yeah, than it's... the norm with spending a billion quid, Steve, that's for
2: sure. <laughs> but but even doing that, guys, you've got, the end of the day, I don't care how many players you bring in and what money they are or what money they're on you 've still got to mold them into a team, and that yeah. is the thing it doesn't matter like I say whether you spend a mil- a billion what two billion whatever you've still got to build them into a squad and you 're in a team
0: yeah I think I was probably i think what Steve's saying about the billion quid that they spent they they bought young players some unknown some some known you know from European football. Um, And I I think I expected a little bit more, but maybe that's based on the history of what Chelsea have been, certainly over, you know, my early 20s, seems a lifetime ago now. Um, So I kind of expected Chelsea to be better and not be as far behind as they are. You know, if they can get themselves up to around that 6th, 7th place or 7th, 8th place going into the, the January sort of window, I do wonder, second half of the season, with a more settled side, whether he can push into that European Champions League spot, that fifth spot, I think that one is really open for, no, for, not for another team. Not oh. a chance. They're 11 points
2: behind us. Why? They're 11 points behind. Yeah, but... That, they're 11 points behind. ron if you look at who they've played, though, they've played a lot of the top teams now. Uh, right, we're also yeah, forgetting this is They know, lost right, to Brinford two point, games sorry. ago.
4: Nine points behind no, Yeah. I don't think
1: that up. I
4: don't think they are. Yeah, I Villa are on they're 25. Um, Chelsea are on 16. So 9 only nine points. I'll tell you, it just goes like okay. that. Top number five, five points clear, and now we've dropped back into the pack. So it, yeah, I, I just, say everything happens. Right, it, a couple it, of loses.
1: They, they look good. I'm the first person to say they look good. I, uh, back Potch, but I also think they've got defeats in them, like Brentford. And until they get the striker yeah. sorted, I know they scored four, I still don't agree that Jackson's gonna get twenty twenty five goals to
4: get them Champions League football, which is what they probably need. That and Cuckoo's coming back soon, is he? When's that and Cuckoo coming back
2: even now? He, yeah, he's not far away. Apparently within the next month He's ahead of schedule. No, yeah, yeah, ahead of long way ahead of schedule. So hopefully is he'll it, be back and that, that might make the difference, might not. Well, that's say. Again, Jackson's a young lad. People, we we come down on these players sometimes, and actually, we you need to give them time to settle. You know, we've seen that we've seen that with City. At the end of the day, not everybody's settled there. All I mean, Jeremy Doherty has, but to be fair, not many players settle like 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 he has. So perhaps they've just got to give Jackson. Time. Even Sterling moving to Chelsea, he wasn't the player he is now.
0: No, no. If anything, Poch is getting a tune out of Sterling that that yeah. last season. I mean, Potter and Lampard and whatever else couldn't. Um, That'd be interesting to see. They've got a very tricky tie post-international the break and away trip to Newcastle. Obviously, a lot will depend on whether or not Newcastle have got many players back post-international the break, but that certainly won't be easy. Um, But yeah, overall, a a very, very good Super Sunday um, if you're watching it on UK time or a very early morning Monday here in Australia. Um, Gaz... I'm going to hand over to you. <laughs> Wolves versus Spurs. Ange was 10 games unbeaten. Yeah. Three managers of the month consecutive. Everything was rosy over at Tottenham. He's favourite for the sack now, isn't he? After two losses in two games. <laughs> oh, no, any joking. If... Um... Yeah, yeah, he's got to go 100%. Uh, submit. <laughs> uh... <laughs> he has got to get a he, gets, he has got to get a plan B, and, and I'm going to debate that with you. No, I don't
4: know. It's not the case of that. I mean, people don't realise. said. I told. We said at the start. Have you ever seen me back? Um, Wolves and the draw against Tottenham. No, not a chance. But like I said, the whole back line was, you know, we did a pod, uh, pod on it. Obviously, a little practice pod on it. Everyone, guys. So we're going to be starting doing lives very, very soon. Um, but yeah, uh, just uh, like I said, makeshift back four. Um, no Madison in the middle. Obviously, no Richarlison as well. And we just lost. We started off well, but just lost that little bit of um, little bit of spark going forward. And I think it all it all all um, you know comes on top a little bit at the back there. So uh, obviously, two two goals in in the last minutes, dying minutes were were hard to take. But I would have to say that their equaliser was an absolute belter of a goal. Goal of the month, yeah, definitely. So I was a bit like, oh, that was a good one, but the. The last one did hurt, Did hurt bad.
0: <laughs> You're not giving Wolves enough credit, nor Gary O'Neill, and I think we've moved on to Deserbi to Gary O'Neill now for for who's doing well as as a manager, and he's probably future England manager. We can really pump up his tyres. I give him a solid eight out of ten. Do head over to Instagram. We've we've put a little reel out about Gary O'Neill in the uh, in the dressing room post the Spurs. Um, win. Um, just interesting to see, you know, how, how he addresses the players and whatever else. Do give him a little uh, score out of 10 for how you think he's doing. But, guys, I don't think you gave him enough credit. We talked about in the Tottenham-Chelsea game how you were good for 20 minutes and then sort of red cards and whatever else. Well, you had no one sent off. Basuma is banned posting a national break. But I think you were good for about 20 minutes. And then Wolves pushed up the pitch. And then, to be honest, I think that they dictated most of that game. He scored very early with Brennan Johnson, maybe too early. Steve, you were watching that game, a little fact for you, and became only one of a handful of players to both score and assist from that late in the game.
2: Yeah, that made you wonder why Gary O'Neill didn't start him, really, at the end of the day. So. <laughs> yeah, Perhaps, for uh, sure. I know. I know. We love to build these managers up, particularly you, Christian. You're ne- you're never reactive, are you? Particularly reactive with these uh, with, with these things. So at the end of the day, all of a sudden, Gary O'Neill is going to be England manager and winning the World Cup, and all, you know. I don't know. I haven't bloke- said winning the World Cup. <laughs> Give the bloke a chance to get the his Euros underway. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, how, yeah. do you, how do you see Wolves and Spurs as the game? You watched obviously on our, on our pre little live run. Both teams actually struggled a little bit to get shots on target. Wolves had four, and Tottenham had two. You know, and out, yeah. out, out of out of twenty-three shots overall, they, they had six. So, not the be- not the best qual not the highest of quality. Um, I thought Wolves looked good. Actually, in fairness, So I thought Gary O'Neill. I know I've just laughed about the fact you had been overreactive, but he really did spot a little bit of a flaw in Tottenham's system. Um, he was he was hitting a lot of balls or walls were hitting a lot of balls sort of left to right and right to left down the down the wings. Um Samado so got in a couple of times, once where Emerson Royale absolutely took him out. I mean, don't be me wrong, I love to see them sort of challenges. So I've got, no pro- I've got no problem. Yeah, yeah, I've got no pro- I've got no problem with it at all. Cause it wasn't a dangerous ta- challenge or anything like that, but just he just absolutely wiped him out, took him everything. Um but yeah, like he he just he he did a job on him again. He he he, and, and that's is where I've said in the past that personally I think Ange needs a plan B. He needs to do something different because people will work him mm-hmm. out. It's all right doing it in the Scottish Premier League, Premiership when you're um when you're with Celtic, but when you're at Tottenham and people in the Premier League have got stats lord, they've got this, they've got that that's where he's going to be found out, in my opinion. What do you
4: mean, what do you mean? What do you mean by Plan B, guys? Please tell me what you mean by a Plan B. Tell me uh, what a well, difference can he do when the whole, well, line, what does he the whole back four is missing, and you're missing Richarlison, and you're missing your creator in Madison. So imagine that. Let's just change the subject a little bit, okay? Plan B, guys, not is not about the mean-
0: players, it's <laughs> about the formation or shutting up shop. What? you've just answered no, why, your own question. Why shut up shop? Like if
3: you shut up shop
0: against against
3: no, Chelsea, not shut up shop, Chelsea, but Chelsea, you need, you need a different game game. game. Plan.
1: You play your game plan because no. you have the starting no. eleven that you have. I think when half of that it. team's out, why don't you change your? T- why don't you change slightly tweak it? Because you've got to believe that's, that's in your squad.
4: You've got to believe. You've got to believe in your squad. You know he's probably gone. He's gone there. He's gone right, like, okay, I'm going to be bringing Liverpool in. i bringing Holberg. Yeah, you've got to believe in your squad. Yeah, exactly. if you ain't got
0: a squad. You've got an 11 and a bunch of farmers. No, I will not go, that, Spurs I go got. that far. But like I said, that see, this the is rubbish. They're the thing is, not, is like not, I said, they're not,
4: they're not. if you watch the last part of the game, um, if you see the winner Celso, come on, he had a good chance. LaCelso, I think Lo Celso should have started for me, for Madison. They are very like for like. Good. Lo Celso played very well uh, at the start of the season. He scored three goals in pre-season and he hasn't even had a touch. So, you know, match fitness wasn't there for sure. Brian Hill, Great little player, he come but, on. You again, weren't lucky though, late. So, not yeah, well, they got like, on a little you, bit. You forgot about a a the, the, the Wang chance.
1: The Wang chance. I'm not saying,
4: saying we I'm not saying we're lucky. It was one of Tottenham's worst performances, actually. Uh, but as in saying, like, change the plan because you know because we drooped, because we lost to Wolves. You don't have to rip it up. Uh, you know, you don't plan have to rip B, it up, but it not. Oh, that's not the case.
1: Okay, no, you don't You have to admit, you don't really have a plan B. You don't really have a plan B. Well, you play. You play. the you don't way, need to have a plan Which no, is good. One. Like you don't. You don't want to necessarily. I'm not saying rip it apart. You can tweak it. He I mean, doesn't seem to tweak it. I don't think. I, I don't. He yeah. definitely didn't tweak well, it against Chelsea. And I, and I know you were in the game until late, but you were playing a high line with nine men. Like yeah. that.
4: That is eight on the halfway line. So just have a yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's. I and mean, I think it, it's off, ex- like, it must get the, be great to
1: watch. Like it's, it's that nearly paid watch, off like, at the, like said,
4: it, yeah, in the high line. Like I said, the 93rd minute. It yeah. It well, yeah, it was a good it game to watch. I'd rather us go that way and have a chance of winning. Put it this way, if you're go, if you at 2-1 and you've got nine men, okay, I, you ain't winning that game. You ain't winning that game. By you're 1-1. You're at 1-1, guess. One.
1: You can't be happy with Saturday. Saturday. Like, that was a poor
4: performance. No, no, I wasn't happy with the. But I was I wasn't happy with the performance. The first, we started off quite well, quite aggressive. I mean, we we all did the pod, me, me and Steve, and and Chris, <clears throat> and like I said, the first yeah, well, ten was minutes, saying, top I looked good. Top. I was, you know, I was saying, look, this was like Brazil. You know, I even said, look, guys, it's like Brazil. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Wall stepped it up. Alan Brazil. And, and then Wall stepped it up a little bit more. And then, you know, straight away, we couldn't get, you know, we couldn't get on the ball there. But it, they exposed basically our. Makeshift defense. That's the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. There is no way yeah. they'd be able to expose Mickey Van Der Ven, but the midfield, and the midfield, Romero midfield dominated
1: as well, and
4: they? Adoji if he's playing and stuff like that as well. And Madison was out Sorry. as well.
1: If I'm hearing this so, Spurs is excuses reserves, always. Oh, yeah. Tottenham have always got excuses.
4: No, not at all, guys. Not at all. Spurs reserves is like how... watching Brazil. I'm not having that. Yeah, I'm not having that no, no. The <laughs> first first ten minutes was was so much better. I mean. You can't tell me the first ten minutes if you watched the game. Uh, you yeah, know we were
1: well, we were really on game. top you, first. You started the game well. But after but it, you weren't you weren't Brazil. Yeah.
3: After Spurs' goal, Spurs then didn't have a shot for another forty minutes. I think. Yeah. Which is which is crazy, isn't yeah. it? And for me, it was just a game of Spurs couldn't quite get any control. Wolves, yes, they were getting into the right attacking positions, and I think they had about twelve corners and stuff, but they couldn't do anything in that that final third like properly. I think there were two opportunities in that second half where Spurs actually could have could have won the game and were unlucky not to. But, you know, I for me it was just one of those games. Yep. Wolves did play well and they were consistent and they were constant and they just got those those two goals at the end. And as you said earlier, that that um the, the, their first goal was just phenomenal. What a take! It was like Cantona, decanioesque Canio um, esque as a goal. Sarabia's so so goal was
0: exceptional. Yeah,
3: oh, exceptional goal. Absolutely amazing. But yeah. I don't. I don't think Spurs should have a plan B. I think I they're, agree doing that. A, they're doing everything just one right. Thing. They're doing everything right to finish in eighth. So,
1: <laughs> are you still mad about the free kick when you were ranting saying that the free kick was miles away from where it should have been oh. taken?
4: But It wasn't okay. Well, that's, that's, that's what, we're, what we're talking three about now. Uh, the Wolves's uh, uh, last goal, 97th minute, wherever it was. Um, there was, a free, there was a free kick right in the center, pretty much in the center circle, actually. They took it outside of the of the D, so uh, however many yards that yeah. is, right? Uh, no, I, didn't. I, did. Yeah, did. I watched it, Look I watched back. it again. I actually Look watched back. it again. I will, I, Look watched, back. Watched, I watched it again. It was about three yards away. Look back. I tell you what, it must yeah, be at bottom. least five yards. At least five yards. Oh, okay, gosh. so they, so they hadn't even oh, took it from the right bloody position. Anyway, not and said. behind where the foul happened. As
2: Any
0: well. excuse for a Spurs fan? Go on, Steve. You've sat very quietly like me, but
2: go on, mate. Do you know what? There is some bullshit on this pod sometimes <laughs> because, <laughs> honestly, Ange got done. And he got done by Gary O'Neill changing his tactics in-game. His in-game management is atrocious. It's rubbish. He needs to learn that he's got to tweak systems when other managers do that. And that's what he didn't do. And that's why you lost the game. Let's see him tweak the system then. No, we'll see how they get on. Nothing to do with that. You, you've, got in, you've, got, you've got former internationals playing at the back for you. Yep. And day where is where is all this bullshit about reserve players if you tweak the system to allow yourself to be in the game you'll be in the game Mm. and even at 1-1 he went for it still he didn't think to himself we're obviously going to be on the back foot here for the last few minutes and that's why you conceded late again nothing to do with a bullshit free kick that was in the wrong place that is bollocks we
4: not we conceded purely from out of a wonder goal that's first of all so that's where we conceded and we just got sucker punched at the end as simple as that but probably wolves would they deserve the did wolves deserve to win the game certainly not yes. certainly not oh my god They certainly oh, did off. Off. Yeah, missing, more. Oh, off, you? oh my god <laughs> Yeah. I do apologise.
0: I do apologize, I do apologize um, for Gaz watching the game through Spurs cock and ball tinted glasses.
3: Yeah. No, I, I,
4: when
0: well, you're I, a Man United a fan 90, watching football, I'll oh, shut up. I, honestly, I would rather paint Steve's kitchen that he's having renovated than watch Man United at the moment. Yeah, that, yeah. So oh, look honestly, anyway. <laughs> Um, for those who enjoyed Steve's rant, that will be a reel that will be coming out tomorrow. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. Um, it's fair to say that the Wolves-Spurs game divided opinion. Um, as an Arsenal fan, Wolves clearly deserve to beat Spurs and they're a far better side. Yeah. And Big Ange, I yeah. agree, Steve, needs to have another option. He can't just let a manager make changes and he doesn't. He just says he's going to play his own way. I completely agree. Um Let's move on to Gaz's second favourite team in the Premier League, um, Bournemouth. Haven't had, a, haven't had many wins this season. They're now picked up, I think it's two in uh, two in three after the thumping against Manchester City. Um, they've moved out of the relegation zone. A um, couple of things with this one. Obviously, they beat Newcastle two we'll, 0 We'll talk about the Tieran Trippier rant at the end of the game to the travelling Newcastle fans. Was it justified? But but overall. Um, Bournemouth out of the drop
4: zone, Gaz. Yeah, an absolutely battered Newcastle game. Um, anyone watch the game? They had injuries, guys. Newcastle had so many injuries. You know, not much they could do about yeah, it. Yeah, they mate. had injuries, just like Spurs had injuries. Correct. Yeah, but they still battered them. <laughs> uh, Wolves, didn't so battered, Wolves Spurs. battered Spurs. So battered Spurs? Um, <laughs> I can't wait till I can't wait to get him the, the big GK shirt at the end of the thing with sweat on. I've got no idea. Um right. uh, Solanke, very good. Actually Semenya was very good as well. Um but uh yeah they they look so good going forward every attack. Um Newcastle had some players out, of course they did. But uh honestly Bournemouth could have won that by a country mile and again European hangover. Strikes again, and uh, that's exactly what I mean. Newcastle would have gone down there. People who think they're favourites to beat them, and uh, good old Bournemouth finally showing what they can do uh, going forward with some of their some of their pace, and uh, made them look quite ordinary to be honest. I Haven't got the stats, but you, I watched the game.
0: Yeah, that's classic. You no stats ever, no stats guys. Yeah. Um, you did say that they deserve twelfth spot in the Premier 12, 12, League.
4: Fourteenth, if you go back. Yep.
0: Oh, okay. Between 12th and 14th. So I hate by the end of the season with you lot, to wait, uh, <laughs> and all that stuff. but uh- <laughs> They'll be higher than Spurs then because you know, Spurs are in free fall. Yeah. Uh, go on, go on guess, yeah. what, When Gaz was talking there, mate, I could see uh, you weren't agreeing. Go on. Go on. Hit no, him, him just, back. Only,
1: only because he's mentioning about the whole European hangover thing. It doesn't seem to affect certain clubs. I just think injuries are piling up. And they, again, similar to Spurs, they don't have the squad to deal with it. Um, yes, Solanke looked good. I'll give you your juries. You you seem to spot that one before the majority of us. Um, I particularly liked the second goal, the little flick that he did. It was an innovative finish. Yeah. Um, that thoroughly deserved the win. But yeah, so, uh, Newcastle have got they've got a hell of a lot of injuries, and they don't have the squad to back to back it up. So I've got no sympathy for them. They're. They Europe
0: seems and to, be, does like seem to be hurting them a little bit now. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. and the fact yeah. It wasn't
1: for yeah. that. i losing's not helping either.
4: Yeah. I mean, Steve, uh, yeah. you know, said in the pod, obviously, uh, you said you know that Pope, um, Steve. He had an unbelievable game in goal. He pulled he some did. unbelievable saves. Uh, so, whoever's got him in the fancy league, I'm pretty sure they'll get a few points for him, but he pulled off some crackers. So, um,
0: but no, it was a good game. Enjoy the game, Steve. Bournemouth
2: Newcastle, yeah, it's a good, yeah, decent Bournemouth performance. I mean, they had they had nineteen shots at goal. At the end of the day, you know, any team that does that, you'd, you'd like to think is going to go somewhere close to winning the game, don't you? Sort of thing. So, and ten on target, which obviously is um, is again, you know, good. Newcastle, they are going through a, a, a sticky period, and I do think that this is where I, where we say about Europe and about how having a big enough squad, you need to have. A two players really for every position and I know they've been a bit unlucky with obviously um, Wilson and Ezek getting getting injured at the same time and stuff but I just think that they're just I don't know, they're just Jekyll and Hyde a bit in Newcastle, they had a great season obviously last year but they've just been a little bit up and down, they've, they obviously don't like going to the South Coast because they lost to Brighton didn't they when they went down there? So it's a long that's way. That, it's a bloody long, long, long <laughs> way. And 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 perhaps that's where the fans were a little bit, you know, because the end of the day it is a long way. And they've got a you know, go around the M twenty five and stuff. You know, at the end of the day, it's a it's a long way. The end of the day Bournemouth have shown, I think, over the last few weeks where they've 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 obviously been picking up. Um they obviously the win that they picked up against Burnley would have been good for them. But I don't know. I think this game could be an anomaly. I still think Bournemouth are crap, to be honest with you. I don't think they're going to be. Uh, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think they're be finishing anywhere near 11th or 12th. To be truthful, top half, it.
0: I think. Uh, so.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, above
0: Spurs. Yeah. If they finish above the Spurs, I'll down. be happy. Um, uh, Matt, fans, travelling fans, and Kieran Trippier. Yeah. Um, end of the game. Again, another reel up on Instagram for those that haven't seen it the Newcastle fans aired their opinion and and obviously Trippier headed over to them to to sort of confront them and brought up the injuries. Do you think the players got a right to do that when fans, you know, pay an extortionate amount of money to go and watch their club play? You know, travelling up and down the country over to Europe on a Tuesday night or whatever it is, even if your club's not in Europe, they pay a hell of a lot of money. You know, they're allowed to voice their opinion, whether it's good or bad, aren't they?
3: Yeah, of course they are. Of course they're allowed to voice it. Um, The the, the fans are. I don't think Trippier should have said anything back. I think there should be a bit more composure there, to be honest. You're paid 200 grand a week or whatever it is. Just you know, applaud the fans. Walk off the pitch. You don't need to be having to go back going, oh, we've got loads of injuries. The fans already know that. They already know that stuff. A fan is telling you that they're just pissed off at what you're doing. And I think Trippier should have just yeah, he should have wound his, his neck in a little bit. The fan has actually apologised. Have you seen it on? He came out on Facebook and he said yeah. it was me. I travelled all day and was very frustrated with the performance. I regret having a go at them because I know what all these players have done for this club. Everyone's done stupid things. I hold my hands up and admit that I shouldn't have got uh, had a go at them that much, but was just in the heat of the moment. Fair play. So that's that's fair yeah. enough. I think he shouldn't have apologised, right?
1: It's us have it right. We, we, we say that players are disconnected from fans. Call them robots. Someone actually, Trippier goes over, doesn't swear. Doesn't uh, He's not overly agitated. And has a conversation with a guy, spitting feathers at him. Newcastle fans need to remember where they were 18 months to two years ago when they were bottom of the league, yeah. not in the Champions League. Not yeah, but in the football top fans six. have short-term
0: memories, mate. What, what, Who cares exactly, where they but, were? Yeah,
1: so, so the guy can be fickle, and that's perfectly fine. Oh, you come out and apologised. Well, why? Trippier shouldn't come out and hey, apologise. his money. So, what? Well, good for him. Trippier's paid what? to do a job. Trippier, it's Trippier's job. Shouldn't have gone over... Is he's that also, he, he, paid he, he, to he, do wait, a job. So kept, don't, he, so he, don't go over to, there. So you want players to be robots. So you don't want them to celebrate. You don't want them to interact with fans when it doesn't suit. He didn't swear. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't rile the fans. He had a conversation with him. No. Nope. What do you want him to do? Just walk off and, mean, and give, if, him a, give him a just little Just don't clap. go and over getting, there. Would you would you, even yeah, talk? would you Would you have a response if you're getting dogs' abuse
0: of someone when you're doing your job? Hang on, hang on, hang on. You and Is me it, have travelled just... the world watching England I'm play, dogs right? abuse people, right? and um... we batter Gaz the same, Steve the same. Yep. We batter players when they perform. You know, we were there when England got knocked out by Iceland, which feels like a lifetime yep. ago now. And the abuse thrown at them they weren't they weren't mm-hmm. coming back to the fans trying to have conversations they clapped the fans and they were awful that night and I think that's as far as it should go. the fans have paid a it's lot of money right. that's meant that meant they're right, entitled that. to shout at them they're entitled to on sho- oh, they're not being abusive they're just they're airing their opinion they're entitled the to do was, it the Here a tripier, as a captain was, of Newcastle
1: he was hanging over the, the he was, hanging, it was he, he's leaning like that He's literally hanging over I don't think, to be fair, I don't think the old he really, 10 bellies dropped... hanging over, was it? He had his arms no. over the hoarding clapping. He's that was about, about it. He, wasn't, he certainly wasn't clapping. He was screaming at him. And all he does is have a conversation saying, we're trying our best. It's not like he told him to fuck off, is it? If he'd have done that, I'd be anti tripping and I'd say, yeah, you know, fair enough. He shouldn't be responding. He's not doing a carriger and throwing a coin or spitting at him. You know, it's a guy having a genuine chat with the fans. He's not scouts. Well, okay, well, maybe that's a maybe that's a common denominator, you know, but he's having a, he's having a chat with the fans.
0: Sorry to the I, scouts. I, 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 the... Like,
1: I, just, I just think personally, I don't see the big deal. The, the fans apologised. went had a conversation with them, saying we're trying our best, we've got a load of injuries, stating facts, what's wrong? You want players to actually be human, and then we give off when they actually respond and they show a bit of human emotion. Jesus, shooting.
4: Yeah. Go on, go guess, how would you see it? Yeah, it must take it. Well, the thing is, like I said, uh, you know, trips probably, you know, hit the heat, heat the battle probably. So had a long trip, uh, come back from uh, Europe, you know, all the way down there in a plane, you know, stressing out. And then uh, <laughs> next thing, uh, some of the fans go, hang on a minute, you know. He shouldn't have gone across. Of course, he shouldn't have gone across. But uh, so I'm kind of with you on, on this one there. I don't think I think fans can really, you know, say, you know, they can do what they want. But I do. I do kind of reason where they say about, you know, fans want to have their opinion. Newcastle fans, God, you can't be moaning compared to what, uh, what you've been seeing recently. So, uh, yeah.
0: Yes, Steve. Which side of the uh, Ron Seal fence that no one's sitting on? Do you sit on? <laughs> um,
2: I don't really give a shit, if I'm honest with you. It's um, <laughs> not Ipswich. It, uh, I don't care. <laughs> uh, um, it's very. It's a very European thing to do. And obviously, Trippier has played, um, obviously, in Spain and stuff. And I just wonder if perhaps that's where he's, where he's come from. They, they, A lot of the European players, Germany, Spain, Italy, they'll go and have a conversation yeah. with the fans if they're not happy about something they've said. Um perhaps that's, perhaps that's why he did. Um, I mean, I think it's all a bit of a storm in a teacup, really, in, in all honesty with you. The fan would have been really frustrated having seen Bournemouth, Pummel, Newcastle 2-0. And Trippier would have been really frustrated because he'd played in the game and obviously I'm sure felt he would have liked to have done better. I don't necessarily think it's wrong, and I do get where Ryan's coming from. I think that these these players are put on a, uh, almost on a pedestal and actually they're, they're just, they're just human beings. That's what they are. And sometimes it's actually really quite nice to see that they've got them feelings that we've all got about when they were playing for the club. So I don't, I don't see it's a big thing. I don't see there needs to be apologies all around. All right. The fan perhaps was getting a bit of grief from other fans. Cause you know what that's like, you know, fan base, all fan bases see things differently. Um, and perhaps that's why he felt he'd got to come out with the apology because he'd perhaps covered his back a little. But in all honesty, I, you know, that will be forgotten about after the international break, wouldn't it? Let's be truthful. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. We'll probably see some Sky Sports video of him and Trippier meeting up at Newcastle's training ground and giving him a shirt and showing him round or something else. I don't know. I just, yeah, Trippier, she was just taking it on the chin and got on with it like the rest of the Newcastle players. Um, let's move on. Matt Hallis-Everton. Yeah. it's not going too well for Roy at home this season they're struggling a little bit a late winner for Everton. don't worry Steve Roy's not under any pressure <laughs> he's not getting sacked I'm not calling for it <laughs> certainly not Palace are my second team Um I certainly credit Sean Dyche Matt a, a, another three points for the Toffees
3: yeah he's uh, he's in charge of that massive cruise liner that takes
0: a, a while
3: to kind of turn around but he's doing it and you look at everton i think if you look on just the waveform, which is impressive for everton i think they'd be fifth in the league on 10 points same as arsenal same as liverpool i think so they're doing all right away from home um i mean that they're what 1 point below palace now in the league i i called everton to go down after about two games um i don't think that's going to happen now I, I i just think they're just going to just potter on now for for the rest of the season um I wasn't um, amazed by the game. I know there's there's five goals in it, but it didn't necessarily thrill me. Um, But it was good to see Eze
0: back for for Palace, and he's just signed his long-term contract as well. 100 grand a week reported. Big money for Palace, that. Big money for Palace. Yeah. But, you know, him and Elise are are very much the future of that, that club. Steve, I'm sure you've got an Everton stat. You've backed Deitch. Was that more more of the same, more dice ball or whatever it's called these days?
2: Yeah, definitely dice ball. Thirty three percent possession only is uh, was was Everton's uh, thing. Three three goals in four shots on target. So at the end of the day, that's not exactly you know not exactly running over a team, is it? I thought. I mean. We discussed on the review, and um, I'm glad that nobody's brought it up. Obviously, the fact that everybody was saying this is going to be a bore and nil, nil. <laughs> I heard, I heard Ray Parler on TalkSport. This is going to be a bore and nil, nil I put Palace to score twice in my uh, in my Desmond double at the weekend, and I think if you want to watch the review back, I did say it could have been a two-two. You
1: did
2: also say and think... actually. Could it be possibly nil-nil? But I'm going to go two-two. I think I said right, <laughs> but there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be corrected close. by you. That's fine, no problem at all. But but yeah, as I did look. I mean, he is again. He's not going to be at Palace long unless he's unless he's another wolf. He'll be he'll be he'll be off surely because in the day he does look. Again, a class player.
0: Yeah, very, very, very good. Gaz, happy Toffees fans in the pub, uh,
4: mate, at the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't go to the pub this weekend, but uh, my mates uh, oh. uh, sent me a few what? messages through.
2: Bloody, <laughs> hell. Oh. Oh. Did you did go to the what? Pub? <laughs>
4: I'm nursing so I'm a little bit of off off or a tickly cough. Jazz doesn't attend the pub yeah. for the
0: first time in sixty eight yeah. weeks.
4: <laughs> and I and I was and I was a bit a bit pissed off about the Spurs game. I didn't have the on for a, for about a couple of hours. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> uh, going to Everton yeah. Uh yeah, thirty-three percent possession and eighteen fouls. So yeah, I think um um Uh, Dyche and his Burnley days are coming back to Everton and uh, all he needs now is the 20 B&H and uh, he'll be (laughs) fine so uh, yeah putting a lot more effort in I think Um, that Decoré's found his position hasn't he Uh, in that number 10 role Um, he seems to be uh, I've always thought he's a good player that Decoré um, even when he was at Watford, Lampard didn't think so. Yeah, I, I just think yeah, I just think he's a, a good little player on, on the ball. But like he, they was playing yeah. him a bit too deep before. And now they're playing him really high up, sort of in that ten role. Um, he looks he looks much much better in that role.
0: Go on, right. Give us your analysis of uh,
1: of Palace two Everton three. I couldn't have been any more wrong, could I? And he took what thirty nine seconds from a prediction in that game <laughs> to go wrong. So, Probably no point. in saying <laughs> <about this game>. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. <laughs> yeah, to
0: think
1: we to some next to you for the whole of the region. All over the place at the moment, though. I thought the start of the season come pretty solid. They didn't look like many goals in them. But they just, they're, the goals they conceded were shocking. I know there they were Sean Dyche goals. You, you've, you boys have covered that. But I thought they were weak at the back. The way is uh, Gay just walks in at the end. He's probably the smallest guy in the pitch. And he finds himself yeah. in the six-yard box pretty much it was a decent finish to be fair but yeah they're not this is something not right with Palace at the moment um it's probably the first time I've heard Decoré being called a little player as well guys an absolute unit
0: Six, five. Yes. 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 absolute giant of a footballer yeah. um right here's a question for you we've Sean Dyche, and, and, and around Everton, it's gone pretty quiet. Maybe that's because results are improving on the pitch. It's generally what seems to happen. Still no more news, really, about 777 or whatever. Realistically, they're not going to have any money in January to spend. But Dyche is getting a tune. How high can they finish up the table? I think they're only about four points from 10th.
1: 10th, honestly, if there's a points deduction hanging over them, take it this season. I know we said take, about, that yeah, take that out, take that out. Take Just... that out. Well, okay, if I took that out, I, I think mid-table. They could finish anywhere, probably realistically anywhere from ninth to twelfth. They finish above 12th Bournemouth. Four yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah,
2: around Bournemouth.
1: Yeah. Are, are they are they far off of West Ham at the moment? I'd say probably not. Like West Ham got Europe playing in Europe. They're not much worse than a, a Brentford. Will probably come on to Brighton. No. Like, I, I don't think they're, they're a bad team. Depends what money they Your favourite you team. Say they won't get any, you say they won't get any money. I, maybe they will get money in, in January. It doesn't have to be big money as well if they make the right sign. Triple
0: Seven haven't got any. Well, he's getting, do you know what? They're he's getting literally the most having a whip round squad. to try and finalise the deal. They're, they're not taking over. He it, is. He is getting the most out of his squad. I don't,
1: I don't well, think they'll But well, If they're not taking over, like someone it.
0: else has got to. Yeah. Otherwise, that new stadium will be turned into an Asda or something. They'll be in real trouble. I haven't put the pitch down yet, just in case, maybe. Um, Let's round off the other games on Saturday. Um, Games are split over the weekend with European football as well. Um, My team, Arsenal, a a, a lacklustre performance at home to Burnley. We did win 3-1. Boys, I'll probably get your opinion, Steve. I said earlier, Man City haven't been that good yet. They're top of the league. I've said it in other weeks. I don't think Arsenal have been very good this season. We're nowhere near what we were last year. Yet we are grounding out results. And when we conceded to Burnley, two minutes later, Saliba, who I think is future Ballon d'Or winner as a as a centre half, he is he is so good at 22. No one goes past him. He is serious serious oh, yeah. defender. But anyway, Steve, th- they look a little bit different in terms of maybe a bit more. I don't know robust or direct when they need to be. But how do you see that game on Saturday?
2: Yeah, I don't think Arsenal have really started the season. I mean, whether it's a little bit of a hangover from last season's um, title challenge. Um, I mean, he has brought one or two players in again. Not loads, but one or two players in who have... Affected what was quite a settled side, and whether that's part of Arteta trying to move it on a little bit, you know, obviously new goalkeeper he's bought, he's obviously bought Havertz in, who again still doesn't seem to be able to find a position. I think this is the biggest problem. And you you look at going back to what we spoke about Chelsea and Cole Palmer. He's he he's found a position straight away at at Chelsea. I don't think Havertz has done that with Arsenal or anywhere he's been. And I think sometimes that affects, that affects players and the balance of a, of a side sometimes. I just think yep. that, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're not far off, are they? At the end of the day, you know, with the right results, you know, the, when we come back from the week we come back, they could well be top. But having said that, um, you know, that is tight at the top there. And there's sort of five teams that are all within sort of three points of, um, of Man City. So um, Spurs, that, Spurs that,
0: will still fall away.
2: Well, they're 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 going to be there or thereabouts. I did see a, a a thing on the betting this morning that they were talking about how Arsenal are second favourites to Man City. I, no. To me, I don't agree with that. I think Liverpool are, are the closest challengers yeah. and yeah. and and will be this season, um, particularly as again they're trying to bet in a, a new sort of midfield and stuff. So I think Arsenal they'll be there or thereabouts. They'll finish top four, but I can't see them. I can't see them winning it.
0: I think we'll be at least 10 points off the eventual winners, which will become from City or Liverpool and still think City are by far the favourites. Matt, Burnley are another week, another loss, far too open. This time set plays more than anything. Company came out and said, you know, we're up against the best Premier League side for set plays. Is the clock now ticking for him? Burnley really don't offer much
3: off there for nothing I said this on on Friday's pod I think he's probably going to be the first to go um nothing he's doing is really working and that's that's a major problem and it doesn't look like there's any kind of any of those green shoots where something okay yeah forgive that a couple more games that might start to work it doesn't look like it's working at all he looks like he's out of ideas unfortunately which is a shame because I do like I do like Vincent company but I don't think he's got much longer left. I think there'll be a change, maybe Christmas time, January, if he gets that far.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, let's move on to United Luton. Um, we're fast running out of time on this podcast, Matt. I'll come to you in a minute, but Rye Luton, um not a bad result really. I mean, we talked about them in previous pods. If you're going to lose, don't concede a, you know a hat full of goals. Only conceded the one, thanks to a Victor Lindelof strike. Man United weren't that exciting, though, were they?
1: No, they'd send a glass eye to sleep. Um, I thought, I thought <laughs> Luton I thought Luton did all right, to be fair. Um, that you know, when a, when a centre backs scoring a goal and that's how you lose the game, you, they're just doing the right they're doing the right things and they're giving themselves a chance staying in the game. They didn't. I don't think they offered that much going forward themselves, though. which just. If you're gonna limit a team to only losing one nil, have a little bit more of a go towards the end. It wasn't like they were getting pumped two or three and then, you know, trying to keep trying to keep the goal difference down. So that's the only small criticism I'd say, but they kept Hoyland relatively quiet. Rushford again, anonymous. So fair play to them. They're proving people wrong.
0: Hoyland went off injured as well, didn't he? I think. Which is a danger. Matt. Apparently, since October the 7th, Manchester United are currently the most informed team in the Premier League. Eric Ten Hag at the moment would probably love that stat. Um, but the football is not very Manchester United and the theatre of dreams is more like the theatre of balls, isn't it? <laughs>
3: the theatre of nightmares, yeah. it's um, Look, we're, we're sixth in the league. We're only seven points off top, so we're, we're still in the title race uh, as we stand. But we're as poorly as we are playing, we're still kind of eking out results in these games. We've got like a 1-0 against Burnley, a 1-0 against Fulham, a 1-0 against Luton. And yes, these are teams we should be beating, you know, quite heavily, but we're not. But at least we're getting those results. And they're 21 points from those games. We're equally shit home or away. Our form is exactly <laughs> the same, um, which I think yeah. is good consistency. You need consistency. The way we're playing is not good. I, I said in the pot on Friday that if Luton played how they did against Liverpool, they'd probably get a result against us. And they weren't quite as good against us as they were against Liverpool. Um, but look, the mighty Victor Lindelof um, saved us on the day. Hoyland still hasn't kind of opened his account in the Premier League. So that's going to have to come after the, uh, the international break. I'm not, I'm not happy with United at the moment, as I don't think many United fans are. Luton played all right, but Ryan's absolutely right. They didn't really offer anything, you know, kind of um, going forward. But look, we'll, we'll take that going into the international break, have a couple of weeks off um, and regroup for when we when we come back. Well, I believe we've got Everton when when we come back. So,
1: get United's front three have only scored one goal in the Premier League
3: this season. Phenomenal! Absolutely, but they're on that's a minus three some... uh, goal difference. Yeah, that is some yeah. going. Yeah. What I love is yeah. that on away form we are eighth, and on home form we are eighth, but overall we're sixth. So <laughs> that's a good average.
2: <laughs> yeah. Matt, what time, Matt? What time of the game did you score? What, what, what time was that score? It's was it was tor- fairly tor- late, tor- wasn't it?
3: Yeah, it's fairly late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was fairly late. I
2: Yeah, I see a stat. Before this, before the Luton game, that Man United had only been leading for ninety-eight minutes in the whole season. Yeah,
3: it doesn't surprise.
0: It doesn't surprise me, Steve, at all. At all. Yeah, they'll probably finish second. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> one nil wins all season. Eric Ten Hag will be one nil to the United, not one nil to the Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. but he's it. the I new George it. Graham. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now, actually, if you had a little shave and put a tur- turtleneck on and stopped trying to get sponsored by Under Armour, you could come on with a Dutch accent and be Eric Ten Hag. I will. For the
3: Christmas special, I'll do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, right. Sunday, um, a bunch of other games on Sunday. Uh, before I come to Ryan, who can talk about Villa's 13th unbeaten game at home, let's let's hear about it from Gaz. Gaz, Villa won 3 1 at home to Fulham. Yeah very comfortable performance. Jimenez finally
4: scores, so he is alive everybody, uh, you know uh, he didn't actually have a problem with his head in the end, but uh, yeah finally gets a goal. his goal, but uh, no, Villa looks superb, but I mean we always have a wind up, me and Rai um, with each other, but now Villa looks superb at home, but they always going to beat Fulham, they want not they to be honest, Fulham are, Fulham are quite weak, uh, but yeah um, they're just looking strong, Villa I mean, they're called to say about Tottenham having a Start of the season. Villa's having an equally just as good. And I think it's going to be a belter of a game um, uh, next week. Uh, well, not next week. Next... They'll, they'll, be, they'll beat you. They'll comfortably beat we'll you. We'll see. We'll see. Your makeshift back line. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see who's back uh, from injuries and suspension. So um, I know we've got Basuma out as well, who's a big miss, but we'll see. it be interesting. But no, going back to the Villa game. Um, yeah, there was uh, obviously Watkins on the score sheet again. What's Watkins on now? How many goals is he on, right?
1: Did you see his, yeah. his miss was wow. absolutely awful? Oh my god! Two yards out, yeah. open goal. The Darwin I mean, Nunez like, special it, it, hit yeah. his, it hit his head and went sideways. I don't even know how it was. Po- I don't know how <laughs> it was possible to go where it went. Um, I think he's. I think he's got sixteen goals and assists this season. But obviously, that's not just yeah. prem. That's that's across. That's across all competitions, which is not no, a bad he's, start he's, for he's November. Good player.
4: I mean. It'd be interesting to see if Villa can keep him because I think Villa needs to need to do something now. It's, I think we need to contract. get into Champions League. I, yeah, just a That, make uh, that just add, that just adds the that just <laughs> adds the vol- that just adds the price up. Uh, <laughs> signing a new deal means nothing these days. Um, uh, if if Arsenal come in with a big bid, you never know. Um, so Villa, I think Villa need to now start to try and get into the Champions League. Uh, if they can get into Champions League. Then he's going to save because he's going to want to be playing Champions League football, that's for sure.
0: I don't I don't want him at Arsenal. I'd like Douglas Louise, but I don't want Ollie Watkins. He can stay at Villa. Go on, Roy. Uh, another yeah. happy weekend for the villains. Yeah, I, I will why don't you want Watkins
1: at Arsenal? He scored more, Premier League, goals. He scored more Premier League goals, scored more goals than yeah. anybody bar Haaland and uh, and Salah in the last three seasons. Now that Kane's not I still
0: here. don't I, I still don't want him. I want Ivan Toney. I don't want Ollie Watkins.
1: Oh, some no, preference. another He's, he's on, he's on too, six, but... by the way.
0: Six, yeah.
3: Ivan Tony has scored no goals this season, though, Christian.
0: <laughs> yes, because he was busy. He was busy betting on the Footy Social Club. That's why. But anyway. <laughs> Villa, like,
1: what, what I love is I, again. I don't, We weren't great yesterday, and we but we didn't have to be. Like we start, we were good in the first
0: A half. of shit, though, aren't they? Full the first,
1: the first twenty minutes of the second half, Fulham were the better team, and then we sucker punched them on the counter. Game over. But the, like we're playing, I'd say third gear at home. Obviously, we can't do that in our next, uh, our next two home games. We have got City, then Arsenal. So if we can continue that winning run and come out of those two games, then I'll really, I'll really believe. Um, yeah, I'm just in dreamland. Mm-hmm. You told me we were going to be fifth a year ago, won 13 league, pre- Premier League games in a row. All your players are signed up to contracts. You yeah, sound like all all about classes. it.
0: I'd be fucking because, jumping off the fucking, fucking building. We're in, November.
1: we're in November and I don't want to wear... I'm not like you. I don't wear red-tinted glasses. I'm not like Gaz. I'm not wearing white-tinted glasses. I want to be realistic. We could fall off a cliff.
0: But... What I will say is so you far... You had Steven Gerrard about 12 months ago and you were shit.
1: Yeah, we played four European games on a Thursday night and won every Premier League game after. So I will say that we do not suffer the Sunday hangover.
4: You'll see. Not yet. You'll see. <laughs> well, we <well>, don't.
0: <we've> <laughs> yeah. The Europa Sunday. League or whatever you're in the Europa <laughs> fucking... Fuck, what, what is it? The old fucking... That's a Sunday League comp you're in at the moment. That doesn't get yeah. interesting so, until yeah. the semi-finals, that one. Um, win, all right, let's let's get these rounded up. Um, Steve, Brighton, Sheffield United. Um, Brighton have really fallen away now, haven't they? Interesting stat for Sheffield United before you review the game. Um, do you know that they are the they've three of their ten goals that they've scored this season? So thirty percent of their goals have been own goals scored by Jordan Pickford, Robinson, and Webster. So they actually only scored seven <laughs> goals themselves. But go on, how do you analyse the game?
2: Yeah, I just want to start by saying I cannot stand 80% of the refs in the Premier League. These <laughs> English so referees are terrible. Just like... <laughs> Did you hear Deservey say that? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I
3: agree with him. He's the um, 20% that he likes, yeah, that's just... all I
2: want to know. <laughs> I like think I say he didn't mention knives, did he? No, yeah. <laughs> like, so, he likes twenty percent um, more no, than us. Bright, yeah, Brighton throwing points away again. Really, that's a, that's what it, what it was. I mean, Sheffield United. I mean, for all for all you say about own goals and stuff, they had one numero uno one shot on target the whole game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know, I, you know, I, I I feel sorry for Sheffield United because to be fair, they've come up and, and and not spent any money. But at the end of the day. Jesus Christ! You got you got to do something about that. in your end of day. That's that's you know how are you ever going to win a game if you don't ever have a shot or don't ever score a goal? That's the thing. And so, like you say, all Correct. their own goals have got them out of um, got them out of trouble. But Brighton again, flat out of deceive. You know they just yeah. they, they you know all this all this sort of like you know plug and play and they're this and they're that. Well, their 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 forms are awful. It's awful. It's yeah. so up and down. Yeah. I, how could you ever predict it? Gaz, um,
0: Liverpool, comfortable 3-0 winners at home to Brentford. Salah bagged a brace. Could have been a red card for Endo, though, couldn't there?
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was watching it with a few uh, Liverpool fans. And, uh, yeah, definitely Vardy uh, didn't even check it, which uh, which was crazy. And, uh, I mean, the Liverpool fans had got away with one there. Um, yeah, so definitely he should have gone, I think. Um, Salah's looking awesome again. Um Dodge one decision would be interesting to see was the one, did the ball actually go out or not when it crossed in and he headed it in? Um, that would have been interesting to see, but again no VAR on that as well, but yeah, Brentford Brentford just didn't look nowhere near the same side away, that's for sure. Um, yeah, comfortable win for Liverpool, which we all thought anyway, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely Roy, solid from Liverpool. Definitely the ones that are going to challenge City, I think, out of anyone in the Premier League this year.
1: Yeah, I think it's evident by their form. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they get on against City when when they play them after the international break. It's a game. I think it's the early kick off on the Saturday, so it'd be a good barometer to see how much they can challenge them, like Chelsea did. But they're, they're looking good. They don't seem to be missing Robertson either. Simakas has like, got two assists, so good couple of balls in for uh, for Yoder and and Salah. So yeah, they're looking strong.
0: Liverpool and Klopp will continue to fly under the radar. Steve will will come to you to wrap up the final game of that weekend. West Ham three, Forest two. I mean, Forest never win away from home, do they? Had a go.
2: Yeah, they did have a go, and actually, um, I think Steve Cooper was a bit, a little bit annoyed with the way they did actually end up losing the game. But, uh, but again, none other to two, um, another two assists for James Ward-Prowse. He just keeps doing it. Gerard Bowen with a good header from a from one of his corners. Just the end of the day, it's getting it done. Moy, Moyes will get it done. 3-2. Very good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Solid. He's, he shouldn't be under any pressure. I know I've had some stick there. He shouldn't be under any pressure. Quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup, the top of the Europa League group. Um, I think they're eighth in the league or whatever it is. Matt, just quickly, as we head to an international break, Steve mentioned there, James will press another couple of assists this weekend. Why is he not in Southgate's England squad? The final word for you, mate. Honestly, it's
3: a a travesty. Uh, Southgate's released his his squad again for the the upcoming matches. I don't don't understand it. I don't get it. Is it just not in his plan? We've said before that Southgate almost runs England as as a club rather than a national team, and he's trying to kind of keep that camaraderie between certain players. I would be devastated if I was Ward-Prowse, to be honest, because he has performed so well, and I've said a couple of times that he is one of, if not the signing of the season across the Premier League so far. So, yeah, I have no idea. Just inexplicable.
0: Boys, thank you very much. As I said at the top of the show, there is no podcast on Friday. So um, everyone enjoy the international break. We'll be back on Friday, the 24th of the 11th with the preview show for all of Weekend 13, I think it is now, for Premier League. So um, enjoy the break from uh, listening to our voices. Um, Do head over to all our social media channels, YouTube, Instagram. There'll be plenty of stuff still going out Whilst, uh, whilst we're on international break, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you all then.